It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome into today's Locked On Crossover. We do this every week to help you prepare for your team's big matchups. I'm Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter, and I'm joining Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Excited to get this rolling, man. How you feeling about this matchup? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but thanks for having me on, Ross. And uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about this Cowboys Saints game because I really do feel like these are what two of the best three teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Sunday night football game to kind of decide early on in the season where these two teams are headed. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Feeling the same way. Really looking forward to digging into this one. So yeah, huge matchup here. Of course, they matched up in AT&T Stadium week 13 last year, and the Mm -hmm. Cowboys held Drew Brees to statistically one of his worst games of his career, 127 yards. That defense took a lot of the Saints' weapons away and played really, really well in Dallas. A little bit of a different scenario this time around. Cowboys coming to Poydras. But, you know, the defense is is, is kind of one thing, but really it's the offense that I'm, I'm considering and that I want to know more about for uh, Dallas. Kellen Moore has been such a huge portion for you guys, mm. uh, ramping up that offense. Number three in passing yards, number four in the it's the run. How important has this guy been to this team? Oh, it's been it's been incredible. The difference between Scott Linehan and, uh, and Kellen Moore is like the difference between uh, Army football and Mike Leach at Washington State. I mean, that's that's the, that's the difference here. I think last year the Cowboy fans weren't very optimistic about the direction the offense was going. It wasn't a very innovative offense. I know players around the league uh, commented on how simple the Cowboys were to stop on offense. Mm-hmm. This year you're seeing the Cowboys use the highest play action rate in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of in-breaking routes. You're seeing Prescott get in, out, outside the pocket. You're seeing them uh, not be so predictable when they run the ball. It's a fun offense. Now, granted, they haven't played a defense that's very good yet, and New Orleans has a – I mean, they have a fantastic defense. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see these two guys uh, – or these two teams match up in this contest. Yeah, should be big. Should be big, man. Uh, I think that that's one of the things that a lot of Saints fans are really sort of hanging their hats on is the competition that Dallas has gone up against. The defense is not as good as what we've seen so far uh, in New Orleans, and that defense is steadily uh, steadily improving, right? Still giving up a lot of yards, things like that, but the pass rush has been a big thing. But, uh, you know, what, aside from Moore, uh, if you had to pick one other catalyst for this Cowboys offense and their production, who would that be for you? Yeah, it's it's Amari Cooper. Uh, mm. Last year, Amari Cooper came in halfway through the season, uh, and he was dynamic. Uh, he instantly made the Cowboys' offense better. Uh, we saw him in the New Orleans game have a, a couple big catches uh, against Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Now that he's had a full offseason with Dak Prescott and the rest of the offense, 
Uh, he's been fantastic. He has uh, four touchdowns already this season. Uh, this is the best start that he's ever been off to. Prescott feels totally comfortable finding or getting him the ball. Uh, he, he's truly been everything they could have ever wanted for a, a number one receiver. And I'm, again, I'm looking forward to seeing him against Marshawn Lattimore. That's a fun matchup between two really talented players. I, I think this game has a lot of those kind of matchups where you've got elite players going you know, against each other. We can talk about the, the offensive line versus the defensive line. Right. Looking at like Cameron Jordan versus Lyle Collins. That's a lot of fun. Uh, even Marcus Davenport and Trey Henderson going against Tyron Smith. That's fun, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a good test for the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my big matchups to watch. We'll come back to matchups in a little bit, but I'll, I'll tease that as well, man. That's going to be a big one, that Saints defensive line and that uh, that Cowboys offensive line. I think it goes both ways for both these guys. The trenches are going to be pretty – are going to play a big, uh, big part in this game. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the trenches for the Cowboys, the addition of Robert Quinn this offseason, he's already showing all of the positives that he showed when he was playing with the Rams. I know he had a stop in between, but really uh, comes down to him really showing a good bit of what he does or what he did uh, with Los Angeles or, I guess, formerly St. Louis. I never really know how to go about that one, but but the Rams. Right. Uh, tell me about what it is that this defensive line has going forward over in Dallas and the big task ahead for the uh, the Saints front five. Yeah, so everybody knows about Demarcus Lawrence. He's an all-pro player who got paid this offseason. But the addition of Robert Quinn has been pretty fantastic for Dallas. Uh, He's played in just one game so far against the Dolphins last week. But you saw what made him a first-round pick in the Mm -hmm. 2011 draft. Uh, Just super explosive off the edge. Uh, He can play the run a little bit, but where you want him is up the field. Uh, They also have Tyrone Crawford, who's going to be coming back this week. I think those three are going to have to really get some pressure on Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints offense. If you remember last year, uh, Randy Gregory, he got to Drew Brees a couple times, but he had a couple killer penalties in that game that allowed the Saints to stay in it. Mm -hmm. I think Quinn is an upgrade over Randy Gregory. Uh, He's still kind of working his way back from a hand injury. But when you pair Lawrence and Gregory as the Cowboys' two base defensive ends, uh, they're pretty tough to stop. But again, there's another good matchup right there between the tackles of the Saints with uh, right. you know, Ramchak and Armstead. That, that's going to be another fun little battle this week. Yeah, lots going on in the trenches for sure. I'm going to back up to wide receiver real quick. We talked about Amari Cooper uh, in the last matchup between these two teams. He had eight catches for 76 yards. He tied in yardage with Michael Gallup, who had five catches for 76. Michael Gallup still injured heading into this game. If he's not, uh, if he's not able to be available, how much of a hit does that take to the offense? Yeah, I think the Cowboys are holding out hope that he's going to be able to play. I'm pretty pessimistic. I think they're going to try to wait with him. Uh, It's a meniscus trim, so they're expecting Mm -hmm. two to four weeks. Uh, This is the second week. Uh, Considering they're 3-0, I think they're going to be patient here. Uh, It's a big loss because Michael Gallup was somebody who you can stick on the outside, you can play him in the slot, and he's just going to obliterate number two cornerbacks. Uh, The first game of the season, seven catches for 58 yards. Second week, six catches for 68 yards. He was mm-hmm. Prescott's go-to receiver on third down. And against a team like the Saints where, you know, they've kind of had problems opposite of Marshawn Lattimore, whether it's Eli Apple or P.J. Williams or Patrick Robinson, that's a spot that you can exploit. I'm not sure that they can or they can do that with Devin Smith and Tavon Austin and Cedric Wilson uh, in comparison to Michael Gallup. If he can't play, it is going to be a big loss for Dallas. Yeah, I think one of the big concerns for the Saints when it comes to the secondary right now is the slot production and P.J. Williams carrying wide receivers beyond 10 yards. Within 10 Mm -hmm. yards, fantastic. 
plays super well. But you get him past the 10-yard mark, and then you can leave him in the dust, and that, that becomes a big problem for the Saints' off, uh, defense, rather, giving up some of those big chunk yards. Uh, another injury that the Cowboys are dealing with, uh, is it Xavier Woods, the safety, that's dealing with yep. some trouble, too? Uh, how's everything looking for him, and who's the next guy up if he can't play? Yeah, so the expectation was that he was going to be out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Cowboys diagnosed that last Monday. And then Tuesday he woke up and he was feeling pretty good. He did some stuff on the field uh, off to the side. And the Cowboys are actually pretty optimistic that he's going to be ready to go in this game. Wow. And and that's an incredible thing because he's really one of their best secondary players. Now, uh, he didn't play last week. I will put this in as kind of a caveat. If he is active, and I do expect him to be active, I don't expect him to be 100% or play the amount of snaps that we saw in the first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. which means you're going to see more of Darian Thompson. You might see some more of Kayvon Frazier. But considering how well Jordan Lewis played in the last matchup against the Saints covering Alvin Kamara, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Lewis play some safety snaps in this matchup. Uh, wow. I, I just, I mean, you'd hear a guy come back after basically a week and a half from a high ankle sprain. That's big. That's yeah, he's huge. a freak. <laughs> he, he, and they, they need him too, because he, before he was injured, uh, this was by far the best, you know, level of play that we've ever seen from Xavier Woods. So mm-hmm. if he can get back and be close to hundred percent in this game, it's a game changer. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so we'll jump into matchups here in just a moment. We got that coming up for you right here with today's Locked On crossover. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all of your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program now. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, y'all, we are back with Wednesday's Locked On crossover. Once again, Ross Jackson here of Locked On Saints. Marcus Mosher here of Locked On Cowboys. Let's jump in. We talked a little bit about what some of these big, how these two teams match up with one another, but let's get into some of those individual matchups and position groups. What is a big matchup that you're watching in this game? Yeah, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do with the other receivers other than Michael Thomas. Uh, we know mm-hmm. how great Michael Thomas is, an all-pro receiver. 
I expect that you're going to see a lot of Byron Jones on Michael Thomas. Uh, but the guys that I'm a little bit nervous about are Ted Ginn. I, I think he can make some plays down the field, especially now that we're back in New Orleans or in a dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to take some shots with Teddy Bridgewater. That's, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's not really Teddy Bridgewater's strength that's throwing right. the ball down the field. No, you're absolutely uh, right. Right. So will we see some of Ginn potentially? Uh, Traquan Smith, I, I don't believe he played last week. Is he going to play this week? Is that, is that the expectation? That That is the expectation. That's the hope, at least. Let me say it that way. He's dealing with an ankle sprain himself, but not a high ankle sprain. So it wouldn't be as out of the ordinary to see him come back. He was kind of jumping around, celebrating over on the sidelines. So he's looking all right. All right. And that's important because Chidobe Awuzie, the Cowboys' number two cornerback, has not played well in the first three weeks of the season. Uh, last week against the Dolphins, uh, they threw for over 100 yards by targeting him with Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. I think Traquan Smith could make some plays in this game if Bridgewater uh, wants to take some chances you know, to a receiver opposite of Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas. Yeah, that would be huge for them. I mean, in that Week 13 game, Drew Brees did not have Ted Ginn Jr. He wasn't an option in that game, and so they had a lot of trouble finding some production outside of Michael Thomas, who Dallas defended very, very well last year, and you can expect to see them try to roll that same type of success out uh, this coming week. But this time around, the Saints have a little bit of uh, a little bit of extra juice going in mm. with Ted Ginn Jr., but it all kind of comes down to, just like you mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater's game isn't really going deep, or at least we haven't seen him do that in a Saints uniform, whether it be preseason or last week and so they're gonna have to take a couple of shots if they want to take advantage of that uh, one of the big ones that I'm looking at is an individual matchup we kind of already touched on it but Marshawn Lattimore versus Amari Cooper last year uh, Amari Cooper had eight catches for 76 yards seven of those catches for 66 came against Marshawn Lattimore Lattimore did help keep him out of the end zone however during that game uh, 20 catches on 27 targets so far this season for Marshawn Lattimore so teams are not afraid to attack him right now and they've been going after him and some of that has to do with desperation play Uh, You know, Marshawn Lattimore got targeted a lot during that Seattle game with Russell Wilson just running out of the pocket and extending plays, which is something Dak Prescott has the ability to do, throw on the run. And according to Sports Info Solutions, they have him at uh, Marshawn Lattimore at 13 catches allowed on 20 targets in zone, but six of six in man, including two touchdowns Mm -hmm. close to the goal line. So matching up man to man with Amari Cooper in the red zone was already not easy, but Marshawn Lattimore might have a tall task in plus territory up against uh, Amari Cooper deep in that uh deep in the red zone so what's been the difference with Lattimore over the last couple of years because as a rookie I, mm-hmm. I remember thinking this guy is going to take over the league he was the best young cornerback that I've seen in a long time and since then it seems like his play has declined is there something I'm missing here is he been playing injured is his confidence not there what, what's going on with Lattimore man you are asking a question that the entire Houdat Nation has been racking their brains about <laughs> because it you because you're absolutely right uh, you know a lot of the the sort of uh, the, the scuttlebutt last year was that, oh, maybe he bought into his own hype a little bit too much, you know, d- defensive rookie of the year his first year, and then maybe sophomore slump. But really, early on this season, he's found himself in a good position. He's he's defending well. He's using the boundary. He's doing everything that he needs to do, but he's creating these really tight windows that quarterbacks like Jared Goff and Russell Wilson just seem to have no problem finding against them. So a lot of it is just big chunk plays 
with receivers and quarterbacks making plays in tight windows against them. So if that's the case, you'll see that sort of falter eventually. Uh, but eventually he's got to start taking advantage of those opportunities and turn those tight windows and that positive coverage into turnovers. That way he doesn't see the targets at all anymore. I think the more that he can push those targets away from him, which is what started to happen in his rookie season, that's going to put him back and more in that sort of lockdown Lattimore conversation and, and sort of moniker that he had picked up his rookie year. Yeah, can I throw one more matchup at you? Oh, please, uh, I'm kind of, of I'm kind of curious about this one. Uh, Lyle Collins has been playing the best football of his career so far, uh, and he's going to be matched up against Cameron Jordan. We we know how great Cameron Jordan is, um, but uh, this is a totally different player that we've seen through the first three or four years of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it, but to, in, in fairness. Collins hasn't played a lot of great edge rushers so far. We you, you saw him against the Giants. They don't really have a great pass rush. Ryan Kerrigan didn't play a lot on his side. And then against Miami, uh, the only player that he was going against was Taco Charlton. So this is the real first test for Lyle Collins. This is his third year at right tackle. He's feeling comfortable. The ball is getting out of D- Dak Prescott's hands quicker. But can he hold up against Cameron Jordan? That's a, that's a guy that he should be able to match up well against because Cameron is a bigger guy. Uh, who is a little, you know, stouter than most of the defensive ends that he plays against. Mm -hmm. Uh, Collins traditionally has struggled with the guys that have a lot of speed. But that's not saying that Jordan's not a fantastic player because he can win in a bunch of different ways. Uh, What are you anticipating from this matchup? Man, I look at this to be a really big portion of this matchup. I mean, you look at Cam Jordan, who's already who's already forced 20 pressures over his first three games, including 11 against Seattle last week, a much weaker. Yeah, he's absolutely so, so good. But of course, that was a much weaker offensive line in Seattle than what Dallas brings to the table. Uh, And against LA, which was a much more formidable offensive line, he had four pressures there, including one sack, one hit, two hurries. So even against pretty good talent, he's still finding ways to get after the quarterback and affect the play. But a big part of what he struggled with in Seattle and what the defensive line all together struggled with because this was part of one of my matchups to watch here as well is uh, converting those pressures into plays finishing plays getting some sacks on the board and then you know bringing those plays to an end a big part of what happened to them was that they ended up you know putting pressure on Russell Wilson and he was just you know he was he was Russell Wilsoning all over the place right he was just being able to get out there extend plays all of a sudden you've got seven seconds between snap and throw and he's hitting 57 yard bombs to his wide receivers that are running crazy all over the place now that's a very Russell Wilson-esque and specific trait but Dak Prescott has the ability to extend those plays use his legs and he's got some smart wide receivers on his side as well so he could in theory do the same thing so the big thing for Cam Jordan is that if he gets those pressures and also for the rest of the defensive line if they get those pressures they need to finish the plays and bring the sacks home in order to really affect this game and I feel like this is one of those matchups where the winner is likely going to decide the game because Prescott has been a quarterback traditionally through his career if he's comfortable in the pocket He's lights out. He's so dynamic and he's mm-hmm. so hard to stop. And we saw it through the first three weeks of the season. It, it, as long as he can set his feet, he can put the ball wherever he wants. But if Cam Jordan is around him, making him feel comfortable, making Prescott have to move off the you know his spot, I, I think that could be the difference in this game. So that's one that I'm really going to be keeping my eye, eye yeah. on. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. And you know, look, we could sit here, we could talk about the Saints offense as well. But the fact of the matter is that we don't really know what they're going to roll out. You know, they spent all of last week talking about Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Sean Payton Mm -hmm. teasing two quarterback systems. We just simply don't know what it is that they're going to see. But certainly you hope to see uh, Teddy Bridgewater get in a rhythm early if you're a Saints fan and be able to take advantage of the friendly home environment, which he wasn't able to take advantage of in Seattle. And so that flips the script a little bit in terms of what the Dallas defensive line is able to do in terms of production and keeping Teddy Bridgewater uncomfortable against the Saints offensive line. These are two really great matchups in the trenches, no matter what. I think that's where most of my focus is going to be throughout this game during my watches is just looking at the trenches on both sides because this is good this is a big time matchup for those guys yeah this is one of the reasons why the Cowboys and the Saints are two of the better teams in the NFC is because on both sides of the ball they have elite talent whether it's at tackle with Armstead and Ramchek or whether it's Cameron Jordan for the Saints on the defensive line Cowboys obviously have Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence uh, it's what makes these teams really good, and it's what's going to make it an exciting matchup on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, absolutely. Glad this one's a primetime game. So let's go ahead and jump into predictions here. Right now, the spread is set at Dallas minus one and a half, which is nice on the road. And then uh, the over-under is set at 47. What's your prediction here with these guys? Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game throughout. I kind of I can't see this one getting ugly for either side. The Saints have been just so dominant at home, especially in prime time. Mm-hmm. I know Drew Brees isn't there, and that's obviously going to probably cap their offensive potential in this one. But man, give me the Saints as a home dog. That does, especially in prime time, that doesn't happen very often. I think Bridgewater is going to feel more comfortable at home. The Cowboys' defense isn't playing to the same level that we saw. Uh, at this time last year or even in week 13. Uh, I think the Saints are a little bit more battle-tested considering some of the teams they've played already with Seattle and Houston. Uh, I I just think they're going to be more ready to go for this one than Dallas. I like that, man. Obviously, I'm happy to hear that, but I'm going to have to go the other way here. I know it's weird. It's weird of me to pick against the team, right? But, you know, look, hey, I picked against them last week with Seattle, and they ended up winning, so maybe I'm just helping them out here. I'll just keep it going. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take Dallas on this one. I think it is going to be close, but... I I just really like what Kellen Moore has done with that offense, and I think that it's going to potentially give the Saints defense some fits. Uh, And I think that it's going to take a little bit of uh, it's going to take a little bit of a finesse for the Saints offense to really get clicking. Yeah, I know this defense hasn't performed up to its standard yet this year, but I think they've got a good uh, good matchup here in order to be able to do it. So I'm going to keep it close as well. I don't really have a score prediction, but I think it's you know within a few points for sure, and within one score, a one score game between these two. But I think Dallas can pull it off uh, in the Superdome. But I will say that this is another instance of the Saints are still going to come out of this with a lot of positives because I do think Teddy Bridgewater is going to perform well enough for them to continue to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable moving forward without Drew Brees. Doesn't it feel like this is just the first of two matchups this year between the Cowboys and Saints? Like eventually we're going to see these teams again in the playoffs, whether it's in Dallas or New Orleans. It just feels like this is the first one. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, man. And when we get another one, let's go ahead and look at it again, man. We'll preview it one more time and get everybody ready for some uh, some playoff football, some of the more meaningful stuff later on down the line. Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. Listen, I I think that's very likely. As I've been saying through that whole show. I think you can make a case that these are two of the best three teams in the in the NFC, two of the best five or six of the entire NFL. So it won't shock me at all if we see these two teams again. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Well, we'll get it done, man. Have fun this Sunday watching the game and everything. Thanks so much for taking the time and uh, appreciate all the info you brought in. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me on.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.